Chapter 34. Gardening. Trophies had speared the watermelons. They had dented the tomato cages. The corn was decorated with glittering metals, and tiaras winked at blue from between rows of okra and butter beans. He had been cleaning the garden up since sunrise, and he wasn't even half finished. The energy that had driven him while he was throwing everything out the attic window had left him now that he was trying to undo the damage. All right, said a voice behind him. What's this all about? Dread dragged Blue's shoulders down like a weight. He turned to see his grandmother standing there in her house dress and gardening shoes. Her hands were on her hips as she took in the sight of pierced melons and crushed leaves. I'm so sorry, said Blue, dropping the muddy ballerina trophy into one of the boxes he'd brought down with him. I didn't mean to ruin your garden. I was mad at Dad, and I wasn't thinking, and... He waited for her to yell at him. He knew he deserved it. She worked so hard on her garden, and with everything else going on, Blue should have been trying to make life easier. Instead, he'd ruined something special. Eve stooped to pluck a track metal off a squash plant. She turned it over in her hands and brushed a clump of soil from the ribbon. Oh, Blue, what are we going to do with you? Is he right? Blue asked. Is Howard right about my dad? He and his grandmother were sitting on top of overturned plastic buckets in the middle of the wrecked garden. Blue had explained what Howard had said, and he'd told her about the phone call. His grandmother hadn't interrupted the whole time he spoke. Now she rubbed her hands together and said, Your daddy shouldn't be out racing. He must know it deep down. He does cause more harm than he ought to, though I'm sure he doesn't mean it. Oh, said Blue, his voice small. He'd known. But when she said it, the last tiny hope inside of him shriveled into nothing. But Howard's not right about everything. At least I don't think so, his grandmother continued. It's never easy to get inside another person's head, but I think your daddy meant to do right by you when he left you here. It doesn't matter, said Blue. It's over. I told him to come back for me right away or not to come back at all. Eve shook her head. Why people do what they do always matters, she said. In your daddy's case, he's finally starting to understand that he might not be able to be what you need. Bouncing around from hotel to hotel and city to city isn't how a boy is supposed to grow up. But I never minded that. And there's also the fact that Alan's been treating you like you're a copy of him when you're your own person with your own problems. He wanted me to fight back like he would have, only I can't be that way. His grandmother leaned forward and patted his knee. I think that's what he's realizing, that you two are different, and he doesn't know how to handle you. He barely knows how to handle himself. Blue didn't see how he was hard to handle. It wasn't like he was some exotic flower that had to be pruned with care. Alan was awfully young when you were born, Blue. And on top of that, he's never had to struggle for anything in his life. With that talent of his? Well, I've never been sure Alan got one of the good fates. It's just as much a curse to my way of thinking. If things have always come easily to you, you don't know how to deal with trouble when it finally catches up. Blue pondered that. What if he had never lost at anything? Would he even understand how hard losing was? Howard said Dad was just selfish. Eve was silent for a minute. Blue, she said, I don't think it's right to lie to you, but I want you to listen close. Your daddy has always loved being the best, and he's never cared enough about the people he passed by on his way to first place. That's true. That's selfish, thought Blue. But, said his grandmother, nobody is all one way or the other. There is good in Alan, too, and I think when he brought you to me, he was trying to be good. 
He knows I don't approve of what he's been up to, and he knows I don't agree with the way he's raised you, and he brought you here anyway. Why would he bring me to you if he felt that way? Maybe it means that some part of him realized he was going in the wrong direction, and he loved you enough to leave you behind. It would have been better if he'd stayed here too. No doubt, but maybe if we give him enough time, he'll figure that out for himself. Blue stared at the ground. The morning was bright and growing hot, and the steady tick-ticking of the few remaining pinwheels in the garden competed with the bird song. Blue didn't know what to think anymore. He was startled by the sound of Eve's hands clapping together just beside his ear. <clears throat> Time to get a move on, she said. You're going to have to work faster than this if you want to set my garden back to rights, not to mention everything else you've got to repair today. I didn't break anything else, Blue protested. You've got a friendship that needs mending, if I'm not mistaken, his grandmother said, grabbing his hands and pulling him up off the bucket. She looked at the house, and I've got a house full of relatives to deal with. Let me tell you, I can't wait to see the backs of them. It'll take the rest of the summer for us to put the place back in order. What if, Blue hesitated, what if Ma Myrtle gives the new fate to the wrong person? <clears throat> if you ask me, she said, any person would be the wrong person. I've told Mama as much, but I'm not sure she'll listen. But Granny Eve, your curse is so... If she would just tell you how to find Munch, you could have a new fate. She smiled at him. Do you know I'm the best gardener in three counties? I don't see... Look at the size of that watermelon you skewered. She nodded toward a melon as big as a truck tire. It had a silver trophy stuck through it like a toothpick. I was planning on taking that one to the fair. It looks like a heavyweight champion to me. I'm sorry. I can grow another, she said. And when I do, I'll be proud of what happens. <clears throat> My own hard work and skill. Not some talent spun out of the swamp by a power I don't properly understand. But your curse. I'd erase it in a heartbeat if I could, she admitted. But I wouldn't take a great fate in exchange for it. I would, Blue said fervently. I would do anything for a new fate. I understand, she said. Everybody feels their own way about the strangeness of ours. Blue wasn't sure that was true. Most of the cursed Montgomerys seemed to feel exactly the same way he did. Maybe I'm different because I was wrong about myself for so long, Eve looked thoughtful. For all those years, everyone assumed I had a talent for gardening. But then your husbands died, he whispered. Yes, they did, and I loved them fiercely. And when I finally realized the curse was to blame, I was... Her eyes had gone damp. Blue looked away. She cleared her throat. Anyway... I didn't mean to start talking about myself. I've just been remembering lately, back when I thought it was all a result of magic. Well, back then, I didn't enjoy gardening half as much as I do now. <laughs>